Welcome back to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS KP. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the Rockets, Trailblazers, Boston, and the Heat games from last night. Also, an interesting schedule coming up today. OKC, LA Lakers. I don't really expect the Lakers to be playing heavy minutes on this game due to the fact that on Thursday night, they get to face off against the Houston Rockets. A first real playoff matchup besides the Clippers game of competition that's in their division, which they got to go for. Thursday is packed with games that will change or alter the course of these teams' positions. And that eighth and ninth spot in the West as well, too. You got the Pelicans squaring off against the Sacramento Kings at 130. You got the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks. If Boston loses tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets at 9 p.m., that just narrows a gap between three and four for those two. So that's a key game there. You got the Indiana Pacers going off against Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns, who seem to not have a clue on how bad they were before the restart. So they're playing out of their mind. You got the Clippers and the Mavericks as well, too. Potential battle for a playoff position, depending how both teams end up. And then you got another nine seed slash pushing for the eighth spot, the Portland Trailblazers and then Denver Nuggets. So Thursday, August 6th, is a must-watch for the NBA because it's a week until playoffs start. People are pushing and trying to make their way for that position in the top of the conference or the battle for that final playoff position for the 8th or ninth seed. But, like I said, we're going to talk about the Rockets, the Trailblazers, last night's game, and the Boston Celtics and the Heat. And then I'll tell you why I think Thursday's matchup of Houston, L.A., New Orleans, Sacramento Kings, just a whole list, Miami versus the Bucks at four, Indiana versus Phoenix Suns, that's at 4 p.m., the L.A. Clippers versus the Dallas Mavericks, that's at 6.30 p.m., Portland Trailblazers versus the Denver Nuggets, that's at 8 p.m., Thursday, August 6th. But until that day comes, Wednesday, hump day, Wednesday, Toronto, Orlando, that is a trap game, maybe. Let's see. And then we got the 76ers, which I don't believe are a threat, basically, going into this whole restart. I just don't see it in them. I'm hoping somebody finds a jump shot on that team to open that floor up because it's going to be very difficult for people to get space when the games become more tighter. People know what you're running and they're playing you for a series, not just one night. Denver Nuggets versus San Antonio Spurs. They're also battling for that eighth spot as well. They play at four o'clock today. 
and the Grizzlies against Utah at 2.30. Memphis is in control of their destiny and their destination, but, but, with Triple J out, which is unfortunate for the Memphis Grizzlies, who's going to step up? Who's going to help John Morant? Are all those guys willing and able to collectively get behind each other and push off those who are trying to make that push for that eighth spot in that Western Conference? It should be an interesting game, Memphis and Utah. Very interesting. But that's a must-watch today for me. OKC, as I stated earlier, in LA Lakers, I don't expect LeBron and AD to be playing heavy minutes because of the matchup they have the following day against the Houston Rockets on that Thursday night, that back-to-back game. So it should be pretty, pretty, pretty good going forward for the last week of the restart, the bubble. We'll see what happens tonight. But... Let's talk about last night. Lost in translation. KP, Mr. VHS, let's go. Recapping Portland versus Houston with Portland winning 110-102. Rocket shot 19 for 53 from behind the arc at 36%, with the Trail Blazers knocking down 12 for 31 at 39%. Portland just owned the glass, out-rebounding the Rockets 64 to 39. 15 offensive rebounds compared to Houston's five. Points in the paint, 44 for Portland and 28 for the Rockets. Free throws... Wouldn't expect the Blazers to shoot a better percentage with most of their bigs hitting the line, going 20 for 29 at 69%. But the Rockets shot 15 for 24 at 62. For a three-point shooting team and a great three-point shooting at that, that, the way they jack up threes, uh, free throws should be an instant layup for that. So they need to work on finding those small little intangibles when teams take away their long ball threat and their deep range perimeter play and make sure they capitalize on the other stuff but overall portland is making that push dame dollar is on pace to be doing the dame time watch on whoever they face off it should be interesting if these guys make it to the eighth spot and face the la lakers who have clinched the overall seed in the west Number one, Nurkic had 18 points, 19 rebounds, three assists, one steal, three blocks. Harden, 23 points, six rebounds, nine assists, no steals. Westbrook had a dismal day at 15 points, shot five for 14 from the floor, five for 12 from the line. Jeff Green... The next best thing at 22 points, six rebounds, one assist, seven for 15 from the floor. Overall, the Houston Rockets need to 
regroup and refocus. I understand it's one game, but the other games they did play were high scoring, no offense. I mean, no defense. And this was a game where basically one team is trying to make it in while Houston is just trying to keep its place in the West. So the hungrier teams are going to play you in a different way always because they got a lot more to lose right now. So that is why that matchup I talked about on Thursday with the LA Lakers and the Houston Rockets will be interesting to see both teams on how they defend each other, play each other, and partake in their systems and schemes. I see how LA is trying to switch up their lineup, the Lakers. It seems like Deion Waiters and LeBron may be able to play together on their perimeter. They need that secondary score on their on their second unit. And the way I saw the Clippers playing their game yesterday against the Phoenix Suns with Devin Booker when he basically pivoted to the right as Kawhi was leaping out and then reverse pivot back to the middle. George was too late, shot up, and that was Bucket. And that was over. But the interesting thing about the Clippers game, despite the fact that they did lose and Booker was unstoppable on all aspects of life in that game, 35, four rebounds, eight assists, zero steals. Kawhi had 27 points, seven rebounds, and three assists in that loss, 117-115. The lineup they're putting in place with more senior Zubats, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Jackson running the point. It'd be very fitting to see if that's a lineup they go to late in the games. I understand Lou Williams has been Lemon Pepper's sideline for the time being, but he was back, didn't really play as well. But with the practice time available for these guys, I'm thinking they're trying to compete with the fact of AD on the LA Lakers and how their big lineup and if Zubats can stay active and out of foul trouble and be a, mil- a minimal factor uh, for their offense, I believe that could work. The Clippers could find a way. But AD is AD. A man that can shoot a three, a seven-footer. He's a mismatch. Partner him with Dwight and run that high-low off the top if they go zone on any point in time. And it allows for spacing on the interior. It's going to be very fascinating to see that lineup. But... That's what I saw yesterday with the Clippers versus the Phoenix Suns, despite the Suns winning that game and being on fire and playing as if, hey, we got nothing to lose. But Boston and the Miami Heat was the second game of the double dip I was featuring. And Boston really should have won that game. But that first half was horrible. The, The game was consistent throughout. But once again, lack of shooting productive shooting by the Boston Celtics leads them to another late victory. It seems as if the second half is a push of how they want to get back into the game, but we've seen that in regards to how the Raptors kind of used to play that second half push and always come out in that third quarter, but it's different when there's no fans behind you, there's no arena, there's no energy, and your bench needs to get you hype and ready to play, and you got to stay engaged for four quarters going forward. Those comebacks, they may happen. They did happen. 
but at the same time, they did give up a big lead in that previous game as well, too. So I'm not too worried about Boston. The interesting matchup is Friday against the Toronto Raptors when we actually see if these Celtics can actually stay with a team for four quarters, consistently defend, rebound, and just mentally lock in because that Friday game against Boston, the Raptors playing them at 9 p.m., that's to me is the Friday night light game because someone's taken off. I need the Raptors, if they win against the Orlando Magic today, can uh, push that winning streak from five prior to the season restart and add it to seven by the end of the week. So, as I stated, the double dip was superb last night with Portland succeeding 110-102 over Houston and Boston losing to the Miami Heat minus Jimmy Butler 112-106. Bama Bio played out of his mind, did what he needed to do. Heroes knocking down shots, and it just seemed as if the Celtics thought because Jimmy Butler wasn't playing that you wouldn't have to be up for this game. But Miami was proven to everybody else. We're still here. Jimmy's hurt, but we're the next man up type team. So it should be interesting with what transpires with that matchup. But tonight's game, looking forward to if the Lakers play their full squad versus the OKC City Thunder. Should be an interesting matchup. Shea Alexander, Chris Paul, Gallinari. And you also got Sam Adams in the middle. So it should be, Stephen, sorry. Should be uh, interesting to see. Shea's leading the team with 19.4 Canadian. Uh, six rebounds, three assists, and one steal. Overall, relatively even as... But I don't think it's going to be an even game, depending who plays. I look for the second unit of the Lakers with getting their reps. Kuzma. I feel like Kuzma should be put in that starting lineup. And Pope should be moved to the second unit or Danny Green because those two starting don't really offer any offensive power. At the beginning, Green tends to get warm late, and I feel as if they need to make a switch up front going into the playoffs, if not now, just to see if it can work out. But Lakers Thunder tonight, hopefully everyone plays Toronto versus Orlando. Raptors going for another consecutive win. And then the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets. Let's see if uh, Boston can rebound from that game. I know they're playing a back-to-back Kemba may be a little iffy, but I think this game is a, a tone setter for Friday against the Raptors. Even if they, they even if they do lose, even if they they lose, even if they do lose, I still feel as if their schemes and schematics should be for that next game. They need to focus on the Brooklyn Nets, though. 
they need to take care of locking down that third seed. If Miami wins on Friday, or sorry, on Thursday versus the Bucks, they're relatively tied in that third slot. And either they would avoid the Bucks or play the Bucks, the Celtics, or the Miami Heat. So Thursday's game, Miami versus the Bucks, will be interesting as well, too. Updating on the WNBA as well. Dallas Wings lost to the Chicago Sky, 82-79. Chicago sits 4-1, first in the East. And the Dallas Wings are 2-3 and in their sixth in the West. The Phoenix Mercury beat the Atlanta Dream, pushing their record to 3-2, while the Dream dropped to 2-3. The Dream sit fourth in the West, while the Phoenix Mercury sit third. And the Connecticut Suns could not get their first victory against the Seattle Storm with their loss, 87-74 for the Storm, pushing their record to 4-1. and one. And first in the West and sixth in the East, the Suns drop. Today's games, Minnesota Link 3-1. They're second in the West. They face the New York Liberty 0-4. They're fifth in the East. That tips off at 7 p.m. You also have the Las Vegas Aces, 2-2, two two, who sit fourth in the West versus the Washington Mystics, the champs, reigning champs, the 3-1, and one, and they're second in the East. And then you have the Battle of the Five Hundos, the Indiana Fever, 2-2, two and, two, and the LA Sparks, 2-2. Two and two. Sparks at fifth in the West and the Fever sit third in the East. Once again, thank you for taking your time to listen to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. Until the next episode, we out.